And welcome to the main event sports. You're here with us live Thursday night, 7 p.m. on the Plug Network. We are joined in studio via Zoom by my man Haven Double H Harrington live from Tallahassee and our main event affiliate, Mr. Devin Hall. Welcome to the show, folks, and welcome to the show, gentlemen. What's your say on everything that's been going on in sports? We got a lot to talk about tonight. We have a whole lot to talk about. Before we do that, I want to remind all of our viewers uh, that you have an opportunity to win a free hat or a t-shirt by logging on to maineventsports101.com, clicking subscribe to our YouTube channel, liking a video and sharing it with a friend. And that's it. Once we hit 1,500 uh, subscribers, we're going to announce two winners of a free t-shirt and or a hat. Uh, with that being said, gentlemen, we have a lot to talk about. A whole lot to talk about. How you all doing this evening? I'm great. How y'all doing? We're doing very good. Very good. How about you, Double H? Man, I'm excited to be here, man. Excited to be here. Especially excited to chop it up on some football because there's so much going on. The NBA started. The I don't NBA. know where to start. I'm, I'm going to let you decide because I'm, I'm just geeked up. Well, I, I know what the, the local fans want to hear, you know, especially with a, uh, a bye week this past week. Uh you know, they're dying to talk about, you know, the next step for U of L. We have, we have Boston College coming to town this weekend. Uh, the fans are hungry for a win, uh, and not just a win, but a convincing win. Uh, we, we have to uh, figure out some things. You know, there's a lot of things need to be figured out in terms of our second half play, in terms of, uh, you know, the, the things that are showing up that have been there, that we've kind of been, you know, looking at through the fan goggles and refuse to accept. But uh, I don't want to go too deep into it without getting you all's input. Uh, it's definitely U of L. Boston College is what people want to talk about right now. Uh, so what, what do you all have to say about it? What are you all thinking going into this weekend? I'll start with you, Devin. Well, I think this uh, off week for Louisville is going to help them a lot. I think it's going to give them a week to recoup, get everything back together, you know, reevaluate how things have been, how there's a few games that they should have had and just slipped up at the end, one for the rest, one for just, you know, a complete fallout. But I think that they're going to come back. They're going to come back strong. Uh, Boston College just isn't going to have enough to stop Louisville this weekend. I think they'll come back with a good win. That sounds very hopeful, and I, I would. I think everybody would love to see that. What, what's, your, what's your take on it, Double H? Man, you know, for, for, for Scott Satterfield, this is one of those must-win games and must look good games. It's like the second one of the season. No, he had the, the Central Florida game, which was must win after two lackluster games to start the season. No, once again, after the pretty much just uh, controlling Virginia for the entire game, going to fourth quarter up, I believe it was like 30 or 13, and then to lose the way you did, just, you know, the fans aren't happy. And he, he needs convincing win. And Boston College is a team to get that convincing win with. I mean, Boston College, they lost their starting quarterback. Uh, so they have a, a backup quarterback in who's uh, – no, he's, he's, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's more athletic than a starter. But, you know, he's also uh, prone to more turnovers than a starting quarterback was. So, you know, there's that. You know, you have to deal with them having a new quarterback. Boston College, when they're playing ACC teams, they're, they're only averaging 10 points a game. Um, so the offense really isn't there, even though Louisville's defense uh, gives up 34 points a game to <laughs> FBS competition. Yeah, yeah, um, you got to think about that. So, so there's that. But I, I think Louisville's offense uh, should be able to, to put enough points on the board for this to be a, a cardinal win. But, you know, once again, I thought Virginia was going to be that, not an easy win, but I thought it was a game that the Cardinals easily could have won. We saw how that went. So, you just don't know. Hopefully this game is nip and tuck. Honestly, let's pray the game is nip and tuck the whole way because as we've seen, if Louisville gets a big lead, Scott Satterfield likes to pull the plug on the offense, throw in that three-man uh, defensive front that nobody likes, plays, pre -de uh, plays that prevent defense, and that's when Louisville tends to lose the lead and lose games a la Virginia. So hopefully it's a little bit more nip and tuck going into the fourth quarter. So Scott has to keep his foot on the pedal because if he keeps the foot on the pedal and he calls the game aggressively, Louisville seems to do pretty well. It's only when he decides to, we got the game in hand, let's hit cruise control, let's let my defense win this one. 
I don't know why he thinks his defense going this one, get up 34 points a game to, to FBS competition, but that's neither here nor there. What do you think? Do you so, think there's a reason he's taking his foot off the pedal? Is he trying to prevent them from being exposed for a lack of depth? So he's trying to basically, you know, do what he can early in the game and then trying to make it appear as though, you know, that, that he's just trying to, to stretch the game out and run out the clock, but he's really trying to keep him from being exposed to having a lack of depth because this is something that people have been talking about uh, you know, for years, you know, the past several years that our depth is really an issue. Uh, and for him to, you know, keep his foot on the pedal, the, you know, the entire game, that can be exposed dramatically. Oh, yeah, and, and depth is, is definitely an issue. You know, you lost your starting uh, linebacker, Monty Montgomery, earlier. Uh, you had some other injuries on the defense as well. Uh, this has kind of slowed the, this team down. But the team still gives up a ton of points and a, and a ton of yards. I mean, defense ranks almost last in most statistical categories, uh, which is never good. And giving up 34 points a game, it's just, that's not a recipe to win. It's definitely not a recipe to uh, to take your foot off the gas. Right, no, well, um, not, without, without question. And, I, you know, that's something I continue to point out is their, their, their defense and their run defense specifically. I mean, it's God-awful. Uh, but, you know, people have – tried to excuse it for the lack of a better explanation. I, I you know, I, I just kind of got to the point of just letting it, letting it be what it was. But uh, so, Devin, do you think that this is something where the, the defense is to blame, the coaching is to blame? What, what exactly is the root of this second, these second half collapses? Uh, you have a mix of both, you know. I mean, the defense having rough patches here and there throughout, giving up a lot of points is going to hurt a lot. But also, the play calling has been shaky. Uh, we talked about it last week on our show. Uh, his play calling is just super inconsistent. Sometimes he's just making every play look amazing, like coming out, doing the right play here and there, getting them down the field, getting them scores. The defense is coming out, playing good. But then sometimes on these collapses, he'll start being shaky, calling the wrong thing, and just the whole entire team just starts to unfold, you know. with the, If the play calling ain't going right, the team's morale starts to go down during the game, and once it starts to plummet down, the other team comes back. I just... If he gets consistent with that play, Colin, um, I feel like the defense will get better and sturdier throughout the rest of the season. And, uh, I mean, I think this will be a huge bounce-back game for Louisville, really. So, did, I mean, so Devin, me, do you think that, that Scott Satterfield deserves to be on the hot seat? Or do you think he truly is on the hot seat? Or is this just a lot of, you know, uh, fan talk right now in terms of just hurt feelings? Do you think Scott Satterfield is truly – do you all think he's truly on the hot seat right now? I think he's very close, if not. I mean, I know it's a lot of fan talk. Whenever uh, the season starts to go the way that fans don't want it to, they're instantly going to start saying, oh, the coach needs to be evaluated, you know. Uh, I do think that he came into Louisville a huge step up from Appalachian State. I don't think he was truly ready for that step up, you know. But very, if he doesn't make a bowl game this year, I think he for sure is on the hot seat, and there's a good chance that he won't make it past the uh, offseason, this coming up offseason. But if he makes the ball game, I think he should be fine. Give him one more year just, just to see if he can grow the team better. At least one more year, you know. Haven, Double H, Harrison, what do you think about that? Is this a, is this, has Louisville become a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type of school now? Is it is it two, three and out? Uh, you know, is that what it is now, man? Is it time to go? You know what? Man, you know, I, I don't think it's like a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately. This is can we at least see some improvement from year to year? Have you done for me lately? Type of situation, you know. It's, it's, hey, like, it's like I said earlier, man. Scott Satterfield calls players like a streaky shooter. You know, like like a guy when he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's off. And, for and me, yeah, go ahead. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he calls players a streaky shooter by being on the hot seat. I'm not gonna say he's on the hot seat, but this seat is definitely warming up. Right. Because, like I said, you know, the first year he came out balling. The second year, they had a horrible season, but it was COVID. You can kind of explain that away. But he lost all that. Let me explain that away. When he tried to go to South Carolina, exactly. I don't think the majority of the Louisville fan base has forgiven him for trying to jump ship. And they shouldn't. They when shouldn't. the team was 2-9. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. And here's my thing. Shaky play calling is something that – is a problem that can't be fixed. That's the personality thing. That's something that, you know, over time, you, you, you're, you're a bad decision maker. 
A bad decision maker doesn't necessarily improve at decision making over time because that's just a function of their personality. The way they see things, the way that they vet decisions, that's not going to change in my opinion. Uh, you know, if it was the, 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 the roster, that's something that can change and it can be improved. You know, if it was the coaching staff, that's some things that can be, you know, some cards can be moved around. But when it comes to your, you have poor decision-making abilities, that's you. And that's not going to change. That's not going to change. They can't buy that away. They can't put, throw money at it. You make poor decisions. Nothing can change about that. What do y'all have to say about that? What do y'all, what do y'all think Scott Satterfield's issues are in terms of his decision-making and his coaching from the sideline? Well, you know, to me, it's, it's all about once Louisville kind of starts to get that lead, he gets to be like your typical Big Ten type coach where he's like, I, I can take my foot off the gas pedal. We can now cruise down. It's the same thing Charlie Strong used to do. You know, we got the big lead. I can cruise. We got this. The difference is Charlie Strong had a monstrous defense. So, yeah, he could cruise because he knew he had a top 10 defense. We got like a top 130 defense. You can't cruise with the top 100 defense. You, That's you very can't true. do it. Very true. We have too many other things to make up for. Fellas, we're yeah, going to continue you, to talk about this more on the other side of the break. Uh, we're going to go and pay some bills and be right back here on the Plug Network. Main event sports, Thursday night. Stay plugged in. I'm Hagen Harrington, host of Main Event Sports Show. Catch us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on the Plug Network Online. Stay plugged in. And welcome back to the main event sports show. Before we left from the break, we were talking about what U of L and Scott Satterfield needs to do to win the fans back. Uh, before we get back into that topic, I want to remind you all to visit our website at www.maineventsports101.com and become a patron of our show. For as little as $3 a month, you can support Main Event Sports to help us con to continue to hire writers and produce more content for our fans. So go to maineventsports101.com, click on that patron app, and become a patron for as little as $3 a month. Double H, Devin Hall. We left off talking about what Scott Satterfield needs to do to win back the fan base and uh, what we can expect this weekend and that U of L Boston College game. Devin, what's your take on it? What, what, what can Satterfield do to win back the fan base? Set a strong showing this weekend. I mean, all you got to do is have a good bounce back win over a team that. Uh, do you know the point spread for the game? I don't know. No, I believe it was a, it's a six point. Uh, uh, it's expected to win by six. Louisville? Six. Yeah. So that's 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 half of that is home team. So you know, about a three point win is what we're expecting. <laughs> I think we'll take it. Well, in my opinion, I think it's gonna be more than that. Um, I I really do believe that this is gonna be a good one. Uh, Boston College. I just them losing that quarterback is gonna hurt them a lot. I really do think that the defense is gonna look a lot better. Might not look to the ideal point that you want it to be, you know, but. It's going to be a big change, I feel like. This one week is just going to let them revamp everything, let everybody go through the holes that they wanted to fix, maybe. Right. Uh, if these holes get them fixed and have the Satterfield actually lead the team to a strong victory. I do believe that the fan base will start to get back with Satterfield, not fully until maybe a couple wins in a row. If he gets a couple wins in a row, uh, like who they play next week? Do you know? Uh, I have to let me check the schedule here. Who they play after that? So I think it's uh, I know Clemson's close, right? Yeah, I know Clemson. Clemson's like, man, they're this is the year they're gonna beat Clemson. Like, like this is it because like Clemson is like really, really, really down. Yeah, I yeah, don't think awesome. it's gonna happen. But uh, while you're looking that up, Haven, man, well, our friends uh, uh up the up the NC road, State. It's the next game. NC State. That's a winnable game too. Hopefully, uh, but our friends up the road took their first loss this past weekend to Georgia. The, UK, the undefeated UK Wildcats. Uh, what, are, what are you all thoughts on that one, man? UK was on a roll, and they, they still, you know, played a pretty decent game against Georgia. Uh, what do you all think about that that uh, that loss to Georgia this past weekend, Double H? Uh, you know, this was an expected loss. I think UK could could have had a better showing if they had a more dynamic quarterback. I'm not saying Will Levis is not a good quarterback because he's a very good game manager. Uh, he throws a sometimes throws a pretty good deep ball, but he's still pretty inconsistent as a quarterback. 
as far as what you're going to get as far as how you can sling the ball. If they could have, like, just a slightly better quarterback, I believe they do have wide receivers. They got tight ends. They pretty much have everything else. Uh, but this has been, like, UK's MO since kind of Stoops got here is not having that elite trigger man. Right. Um, but, you know, hey, losing to Georgia, they covered the spread. Georgia is the beast in the East. They are, like, the number one team in the country for a reason. They look like the number one team, and they play like the number one team. But I will say this for Kentucky fans. Uh, man, if you, you look at Russ Kentucky's schedule, they play Mississippi State uh, next. The next toughest game after that is going to be Tennessee. Now, Tennessee's looking to improve this year. They're, they're scoring points, looking a lot better. But now, we're looking at Kentucky team that honestly should only lose one game this year, and that game was Georgia. It was Georgia. I mean, Kentucky has opportunity like, to run the table and be 11-1. I mean, when was the last time you ever heard about even talking about Kentucky being 11-1. I know Cardinal fans, I know you're mad because when they get 11-1, they have to beat U of L at the end of the season. Oh, man, but I say, believe they're going to beat U of L. Yeah, last time I you said before. Was, <laughs> your last time you think was be. this good, people was pulling up to the uh, to the games in Model T's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know, man. It's uh, me- Meanwhile, uh, our other uh, folks up the road in Cincinnati, Number two team in the country. You know what I'm saying? Me and my wife were up there this past weekend celebrating our anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 15 years to my beloved wife, uh, Rashada Wright. Shout out. Shout out. Um, since, what do y'all think about Cincinnati being the number two team in the country? What, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Devin? I mean, they're pretty legit, man. I mean, the rest of the season, I looked at their schedule before this, and I think the toughest game they have uh, left is SMU. Very winnable game. Uh, Desmond Ritter, the hometown boy, he's legit. Uh, he's for sure in the Heisman candidate, uh, candidacy for how well he's led since this year. Has him as the number two team right now. Uh, I mean, all around, they're very solid. I just don't think if they were to make it into the uh, college football playoffs, they played against somebody like Alabama, Oklahoma, um, Ohio State, anybody like that, I don't think they're going to be able to withstand them. They might be able to pull off an upset, but I just don't think they're right there yet for the powerhouse. But I do believe that they might win out and make the college football playoffs by the end of the year. And don't sleep on the Bearcats. Luke Fickle has that team just balling out their minds. Uh, You know, they they had some pretty good competition. They they played uh, Notre Dame, beat the Domers. Beat the Domers handedly. Notre Dame, that's Notre Dame's only loss this season. So, I mean, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Personally, I want them to win out. I want them to go ahead, bust through, make the playoffs. I was kind of hoping Coastal Carolina may kind of slide in the conversation, <laughs> but they got beat by App State um, by three points in, in a thrill of a game, but they lost to App State, so they're done. I mean, this is it. I mean, for you know, a group of five teams that make the playoffs would be huge, beyond huge. And this is the best way to do it because most of the power teams are down. I've already suffered losses. So if you're going to make the run, make the run now. And it, hey. the things kind of opened up for them. Like the, all the teams ahead of them started losing. So, hey, if they can make it, let them go ahead and be number two and let's see what they can do. So I, I think Cincinnati may fool some people. Now, what I hope and pray, because I'm hearing that Luke Fickle may be uh, – uh, of course, he's going to be the top guy for a lot of jobs opening up. Uh, opening up. Now I'm looking at the LSU right now with Ed, with them firing Ed Ordron. Let's just hope they can keep their coach all through the playoffs because I don't want them to see. I don't want what happened to Cincinnati, what happened to them before, where they made it to the BCS Bowl game. They was about to play Florida. There was all hype, and then their coach Kelly decided, "Yeah, I'm going to coach Notre Dame. Screw you guys in the bowl game. I'm leaving." <laughs> I'm taking my staff with me. I'll lead with the linebackers coach, the coach through the bowl game. You know, it's the biggest game ever in Cincinnati's history. Kelly was like, yeah, I'm out. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully Luke finishes the season with Cincinnati. They're going to the Big 12 next year. Oklahoma and Texas leaving the Big 12. They got a lot of guys coming back. This could just be the start for Cincinnati. I mean, this could be me. You talk about early, like what Satterfield could do. This is what Satterfield could do, but what Luke Fickle's doing right now in Cincinnati. Hey, I'm sorry to take, off, take it off on a tangent, but we will take Ed O'Dron. I, I, I'm saying, <laughs> I, hey, if he, if, he, if he is looking for a job, 
Uh, Vince Tyra, I hope you're out there listening. That's all I'm going to say, uh, and I'll leave that right there. Uh, but, Dude won a national championship two years ago listen. and got fired because he lost Kentucky. Hey, it's a tough world out there, man. <laughs> That's beyond tough. Hey. You just won a national championship. Hey, man, it is what it is. But no, I'm, I'm with you in saying that uh, Cincinnati better take advantage of this down season. Uh, I call it the Milwaukee Bucks effect. Uh, you better do it while you can. You know, while the chips are down, man, you better make that run and get what you can get, man. So, no, I'm with, I'm with both of you, man. So, you all think Cincinnati's the real deal. I'm with it, man. I, you know, I've always been a lightweight Cincinnati fan uh, just because I love the city. And, 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 and Louisville needs to take notes, man, because for the people that say that we can't support, you know, a college team at the same time of, of supporting a pro team, Cincinnati not only has the Reds, and Major League Baseball and the Bengals in, in the National Football League, but they also have a MLS team now, Major League Soccer team, whose stadium that they've just recently completed is actually, in my opinion, better than the Great American Ballpark and Paul Brown Stadium. It is a beautiful, beautiful Ooh, facility. That's saying a lot. Listen, the whole entire outside skin of the stadium is an LED panel. Figure that out. The entire Man. exterior is an LED panel. That's serious. It's very serious. I digress. I digress. So, but in addition to that, they have the Cincinnati Bearcats, number two college football team in the entire country. That is very impressive, man, for one city. That is very impressive yeah. for one city. So, uh, no, shouts out, major shouts out to, to Cincinnati, uh, to UK even, man. I, you know, as much as I hate UK, I mean, you know, it is what it is, man. We got to continue to give props what props to do. Louisville just needs to get on board, man, you know. Um, so that's about the, the size of it, man. So you all are thinking that uh, UofL has a chance this weekend to, to make a difference in where they're standing right now. Uh, you think that UK uh, uh, is really uh, going to bounce back from this and continue to, to move forward where they are. You think that the I mean, Cincinnati. Honestly, with UK, the schedule's weak. They got Mississippi State. Vanderbilt, Tennessee is probably the toughest of the games left. Uh, then they play like New Mexico State and then Louisville. Hey. And I, I don't see, honestly, I think this year's, I think Louisville may do a little bit better this year than he did last year against Kentucky, but I still think we're, we're probably going to lose by like 14 points. Man, that's going to be a tough nail in the coffin for this season, man. I'm here to tell you. But it is what it is, man. We still have some problems that have to be fixed that have not been addressed. Our recruiting is down. You know, it's just just not, you know, we're not doing what we need you know to what? do. Talking about things that be fixed, talk about sports cities, talk about how great of a sports city Cincinnati is. Man, we need a bag on Chicago. Horrible. Oh, boy. Horrible. <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> you should be disgraced. Chicago. Disgraced. WNBA <sighs> champions. WNBA oh. champions. The parade, Man, brother. Nobody showed up. The parade for the WNBA team. Nobody showed up for it. They said once they finally Nobody. got to the to the destination that there was a few people there. But in terms of the parade route, dude, it was sad. It was very sad, man. It was sad. So, you know, it uh it's Chicago, like, you gotta do like, better. It's like 10 people and a dude on a bicycle. <laughs> right, right. That was, I mean, that was literally it. And I the mean, guy and the guy on the bike was on his way to work. He didn't have nothing to do with the parade, <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? He was just there so he wouldn't get fined. So it's uh <laughs> yeah, Chicago, you got to do better, man. You know, uh, they, they yeah. won the national championship, man. What, what, I mean, you know, got to get out and support them, man. So you have to collect. Where's your, like, where's your next championship going to come from? It's not going to be the Bears. It's not going to be the Bulls. <laughs> That's for they, sure. I mean, maybe maybe the Blackhawks, but yeah, maybe the maybe. Cubs and Socks, but it's not, it's, not, it's not the Cubs and Socks. Like, where's your next championship going to come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. This was Cubs. it. That's very true. That's very true. This was true. it. I, hey, they got it. It ain't like they got close. They actually got it. And the, the city did not come out to support them. But, hey, Chicago's got a lot of other things to worry about than that. You know what I'm saying? So, man, you know what, Haven? Uh, we're going to get back to some more stuff, man. A lot more interesting stuff, man. The NBA season is underway. And uh, as you all know, I got a lot to say about that. We have a lot more to say about that and some other things coming up in sports on the other side of this break. Main Event Sports Plug Network. Stay plugged in. I'm Hagen Harrington, host of Main Event Sports Show. Catch us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on the Plug Network Online. Stay plugged in.
And welcome back to the main event sports on the Plug Network. Uh, we got Devin Hall back on with us. We had a few technical difficulties and lost Devin there for a second. We left talking about the WNBA National Championship and the parade that they had in Chicago for their team that was a pretty, pretty pathetic showing for the fans there in Chicago. Uh, transitioning from the WNBA to the NBA, fellas, it's in the game. It's, 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 the NBA has tipped off again. You know I'm excited. I've already fell asleep in my recliner once this week watching games, and I don't know what to do with myself. You, you understand, and, and, and I know people, you know, they get it. You know, being that, 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 that Phil Jackson is my biological father, you know, they understand that I'm a little bit more tied into the NBA than most people. Uh, and, I, and I talked to him. I talked to him earlier this week after that Lakers and Golden State game. And uh, this, oh, is what, this, is, this is what I shared with, with, my, with my biological father. I said, look, if they think that just because of all of the talent that they have on their team, that they're going to be able to win a championship just by running up and down the court hooping, they, are, they have another thing that uh, come, they, they have some more to think about because they look terrible on that court. LeBron James and Anthony Davis both had 10 points each in the first quarter, 10 plus points. They're playing too hard. Why is the ball not being moved around? You have a team full of superstars. Why are LeBron James and Anthony Davis taking all of the shots, wearing themselves out? It's not necessary. And of course, they lost the game to an uh, under, uh, unhand, uh, undermanned Golden State Warriors. They only had Klay Thompson back, and they beat the, the Los Angeles uh, Monstars. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. But Frank Vogel is not going to be able to coach this team to success. This team is going to take a lot more than someone of, 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 of Frank Vogel's resume to take them where they need to be. What do you all think about that? What do you, what do you have to say about that one, Devin? I mean, and before the season, I thought that the Lakers, I mean, they, they have this talent, you know. They got brought in Westbrook, even though Westbrook's fit might not be the real mode that they want for the team, like personality-wise. Of course, player-wise, he's great. He's one of the best point guards of the generation. And, I mean, I like Westbrook. He plays hard. It's just I don't know if he fits well with that team, you know, with they, uh, LeBron being a very ball-dominant small forward, the, one of the best passers of all time, literally the, arguably the best player of all time. Him and Jordan are on a, a planet of their own, you know. Right. Uh, then you get Davis back healthy. That's going to make them in, uh, every bit better. But then again, they signed a lot of – older veterans. I mean, they did get Malik Monk, who's a very good young shooter. Um, Did they ever get that Saku Dumbuya, who uh, was released by the Pistons? I don't recall. I I don't recall them landing him, but I might be wrong on that because their roster is pretty loaded, so I'm not sure. I mean, if they got him, I mean, they got Monk, Dumbuya, and Talon Horton Tucker. That's their three young four. Definitely. And, uh, but I just feel like with their age, they're not going to be able to run with some of these fast teams like the Bucks, or, of course, the Nets are going to be good, even though Kyrie, the situation with Kyrie is getting crazy every day, it seems like. But, I mean, I think at the end of the season, uh, they ain't going to be a first-round exit like last year. Uh, they'll probably be in the Western Conference Finals just because they have LeBron and the healthy Davis. I mean, when you have those two right there, especially LeBron, even with him being 37 years old, <laughs> right. you're going to you know, every year. It's LeBron. Just like it's just like Durant in the East with the Nets. Yeah. Just because they have Durant on that on the Nets, even with James Harden and everybody else, just because of him, they're going to be in contention. But I do think that the Bucks, in my opinion, are the team to beat because DiVincenzo's back. Who's going to stop Giannis? They still got Holiday and Middleton. It's just the Bucks are deadly. What you got to say about that one, Double H? I mean, you know, the Lakers are old. I mean, yeah, the Lakers got those. Okay, they got some young talent. But they they like did just said, win a championship two years ago, though, didn't they? They did. They, but the difference is, hold up. Like I'm 48, you're in your mid 30s. Who? You know what it was like when 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 your back starts to hurt. I'm 40. I'll be 43 in December. I wish I was in my mid 30s. Dude, I was trying to give you a compliment. Oh, thank just you. Yes, mid 30s. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trying to give you a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I know you're in your 40s, but still, you know, it's like, you know, it. it, it you can't put that kind of mileage on your body when you're that age. And those guys, you know, if if LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to start to, you know, tote the ball more, are their legs going to be there 
come playoff time. Now, Anthony true. Davis always been hurt a couple of times. Very true. So you know what happens? Though, once you start to get more than one injury, Compound. you know, they tend to pile up. As much the older you get. Like, watch Kevin Durant. He's a skinny dude. You know, he had he had injuries set him out for almost over a year. Very true. Very you true. Know, so you have, to, you, have, you have to watch those guys. Like how much mileage can they take? How much can they put their bodies through through a whole season? You know, like, LeBron can't put the team on his back every other night. It's like, okay, man, look, we got to win this one. We got well, He'll wear himself out. That's true. And when the playoffs comes around, you'll be done. Westbrook's a ball hog. <laughs> so, yeah, you can pass ball to Westbrook. But once you start passing ball to Westbrook, you never get it back. The you thing know, about so age, say, right, and the thing about age is that age is not a linear increase. When you, from 30, you say, okay, it's only two years. Yeah, they won a championship two years ago. The difference between 35 and 37 is exponentially older. You know, you're not huge. just two years older. You're a lot older. Two years, because, you know, when you're younger, two years older is two years older. But when you get, to, as you age, two years older on your body is a lot older in terms of what Dude. you're capable of doing. So I, I follow you on that. I follow yeah, you on like, that. Like, like, like being at 48 years old, man, like, you could pull a muscle sneezing. You know, like in your 40s, man, even your late 30s, your body's like a car. You have to get up, you have to sit on the edge of the bed, has to warm up a little bit, yes, and sir. then you can kind of keep going throughout your day. You just can't jump up and go. That's that's a young model. You know, LeBron's, LeBron's at the age, now you got to get up, sit on the edge of the bed, let the let the engine warm up a little bit, do some stretching, then, then kind of start eat a little bit, eat your weedy, stretch some more, then start your day. Very true. Very true. No, I won't argue with you on that. I will not argue with you on that. But I'm going to tell you, when I saw the game the other night, they have so many superstars on that team that I forgot about some of them. When I saw DeAndre Jordan, I was like, wait a minute. They, got, De- they got DeAndre Jordan, too. Don't forget about it. They got Rondo back. I forgot they had gotten Rondo back. They got Trevor Ariza. I was like, good Lord. Like, who doesn't play for the Lakers right now? Like, no, they are. Listen. They are loaded to the point where I think it makes up for their age. I mean, like, good Lord. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, somebody with a, uh, with a wig on and a beard, must, you know, a fake beard on that looked like Michael Jordan jumped in the game one night. Like, dude, is that Jordan? Like, you know, somebody trying to sneak Jordan into the game. They, they're loaded. Uh, but, again, I do not think that's going to be a difference maker for them having all of that talent if they are not being properly coached. And I don't think Frank Vogel is the guy. They can do it. I just don't see it, man. They, he, there was no coaching going on the other night at all. I mean, literally zero. They were just, it was like a pickup game, man. They were just up and you down know, the court. You know, like you can win a lot of games in, in, in the NBA on nothing but talent. But when it comes down to the second, third rounds of the playoffs, and you make it to the finals, coaching really comes into oh, play. Oh, man, it matters. It matters a lot. And, and even having a lot of talent on the team, as I argue with people who said that, you know, Phil Jackson, he had Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. He had Shaq and Kobe. And I said, yeah, well, so did the coaches before him who were not able to do anything with them. Uh, you know, they, they were there before he came, and they, there was no success. Then he came, and you saw what happened after that. So coaching makes all the difference in the world, Don't in look my Look at the opinion. 76ers. All that talent. Oh, man. Yeah, pretty rough, All that man. talent. Nowhere. Pretty rough, yeah, duh. Uh, Old Doc Rivers got his job cut out for him there, too. You know, the whole Ben Simmons fiasco right now, you know, uh, that's a mess, man. That is a mess. Uh, what do you all think? What's your take on that, Devin, in terms of this Ben Simmons uh, trade demand and uh, so on and so forth? Do you think we'll see Ben Simmons in, a, in an NBA uniform this year? In an NBA uniform, is that's a toss-up. For sure, not the 76ers. Right, I mean, right. Everybody in that locker room, their star, Joel Embiid, literally said, I don't care about that dude anymore. Right. And Joel's the centerpiece. So whenever your centerpiece says that, that means everybody around the centerpiece is going to follow him. So Ben Simmons is out. He has to be out. But the thing is, is that contract. Who wants to contract? Who can carry it? I mean, I know my guy, John Wall, has a massive contract, and I hope, I hope, I hope he doesn't go there. I don't want him to be on the 76ers. But if he goes there, at least he's with Embiid, I guess. Uh, I'm not a big Embiid fan, but he's a great ball player. But, I mean, that's about the only logical, like, thing I can think of. Send him down to the Rockets for a wall if they want to get rid of him just because both of them have massive contracts, right. you know. I mean, that's the only way they can get him out if they want him off the team this year. They keep him on the team this year. I mean, the chemistry of the team might just plummet even more, even though there was kind of maybe a little bit of chemistry problems in there. But, uh, I mean, 
you know, the trusted process things and they had the rough year last year in the playoffs and everything like that. But with Simmons there and how he got kicked out of practice and everything, he needs to be out. Like, don't even bring him around. I know that he wants his paycheck and stuff. That's the reason why he even came back. But you got to keep him away. But come on, let's be honest. Is Ben Simmons any good? Honestly, <laughs> he hasn't. Lived, he has not lived up to the hype. He has not. He can't lived shoot up to, the lick. to his expectations. He can't shoot worth the lick. Not at He's all. One of the worst shooters in the NBA. Not and at he all. He hasn't improved one season at shooting at all. No, he can't shoot free throws. He can't shoot threes, two pointers. I mean, he. I mean, if this was like 85, 86, where Ben Simmons is going to the paint all the time, it'd be it'd be dope. Yeah, but but it's not. This NBA, this is a generation where you have to shoot. Where he the league is literally bring based back on finger roll. Shooting. <laughs> bang, bang. He's trying to bang back the jelly roll on him. <laughs> hey man, if, was, ice man. if that was if it was that era, <laughs> then he'd be smooth. But you said no. Nah, he's got this dude's got to develop some type of a mid range or something long. He's got something. to develop a shot. He has to. Your center can outshoot you. <laughs> the offense is atrocious for sure. But let's not forget defensively, he's a top five defender in the league. But he can't dribble. I mean, yeah, of course. He's a, just, he's a guard that can't dribble or shoot. That's very sure. true. That's it's very just, true. And fellas, we're gonna we're we, gonna get to this. Uh, finish this up and get to some more topics on the other side of the uh, break. Uh, Mr. Lamar Action Jackson continue to move forward, uh, uh, doing well. We got a few other things, and we're gonna come back also with our picks for the week. We look forward to seeing you back on the other side of the event, main event sports plug network. Stay plugged in. Welcome back to the Main Event Sports Show, live on the Plug Network. Every Thursday night at 7 p.m., you can find us right here on the Plug Network. Uh, before the break, we left talking about this, uh, this collapse, this other collapse in, in Philly with Ben Simmons. Uh, uh, gentlemen, you all said you do not see Ben Simmons suiting up in a, in a Philly, Philadelphia 76ers uniform this season. Uh, possibly not suiting up in an NBA uniform this season, but that's kind of slim. I think somebody will come after him for his uh, potential talents. Uh, but uh, like Devin said, man, that contract is pretty hefty, and it's going to be hard to uh, to carry that unless you give up quite a bit for it. Uh, so it's hard to imagine who might be able to to uh, take on Ben Simmons' contract this year. Um, kind of changing gears here, uh, fellas, Lamar Action Jackson. First of all, U of L retired his number. Beautiful. I think that was well deserved. Uh, yep, during the Syracuse game, they're going to retire Lamar Jackson's number. Well, I think it's beautiful. Be. He's, he's, a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. No, he's beautiful. I think I think it's beautiful. I think it's something you know. You don't have to wait till a player is in their 80. You know, do it now. You know, I think I think it was a wonderful idea for Louisville to decide to do that now. Uh, speaking of that young man, oh my gosh, uh, he continues to silence the critics. He has the most wins for a quarterback under the age of 25. Uh, or was it a player altogether? It's a, it's a quarterback. Am I correct on that? I believe it's a quarterback, yes. A quarterback. That, that is a phenomenal. And this is somebody who they thought, you know, uh, wasn't going to be good as a quarterback. You know, he should have been a wide receiver, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, he, I mean, he just continues to improve every aspect of his game. That sidearm throw, I love it. I mean, I just can't get enough of it. Every time he does that sidearm throw, man, I, I, I don't know. You know, it's just so much to say about this young man. He's just so well put together. Uh, the way he carries himself, the way he represents his team uh, and continues to make, you know, make it about his team uh, as opposed to, you know, accepting all of the focus that is strictly on him. Uh, when, when the majority of the people come to see him play, he keeps it about his team. Uh, do you all think he can continue to, 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 to carry his team and silence the critics the way that he's doing? Heck yeah, he's Lamar Action Jackson. I mean, look at what he's done so far this year. He's like 80% completion percentage. I mean, the man is on fire. His, his stats are better now than they were during his MVP season. He's only been in the league two, some people for, like, forget, he's only been in the league like two years. You know, people's like, when's the Super Bowl championship? But how long did it take Peyton Manning to win his first Super right, Bowl? Right, right. How long did it take Drew Brees to win his Super Bowl? You know, how, how long did it take uh, uh, Troy Aikman and all these other great quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl? Jim Kelly's still waiting to win his first Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's like 
Lamar has done everything you could ever ask for him, and he's done it without. You know, this last season, he never had, like, a top-wide receiver. Uh, he did have Hollywood Brown, but, you know, he dropped a lot of passes last year. This year, he's a little bit better. Now he has Tammy Watkins. So that has, like, two legit wide receivers to throw to. He has a ton of injuries this year. I mean, lost his uh, couple of tight ends, offensive uh, offensive lineman. I'd say an outside tackle. But they're, they're just winning. You know, people said, oh, you can't beat Mahomes. Well, you know what? He beat Mahomes. He beat Mahomes. <laughs> the Chargers came to town. They, they looked like unstoppable. I mean, the Chargers had a great team going. Uh, they, they looked like that they were just going to walk all over. It was going to be like a really competitive game between the Ravens and the Chargers. You know, people think this could be like a Super Bowl preview. They destroyed the Chargers. They destroyed them. They destroyed Completely them. Completely destroyed. I did not see that come. I thought it was going to be a close game. I was kind of nervous. I was like, man, you know, they may be able to squeak this out. But the Chargers, they look too good. Nope. Action Jackson did them in. He saw, I mean, everything he's done, he said, come on the playoff game. Well, he won one last year. I mean, like, outside winning the Super Bowl, he's, even in his second year, well, it's he's third, changed it's the game. his third year. His it's third year, excuse it's me, his third year, he's changed the game. You know, people are talking about things like, well, you know, they're going to catch up to him. They're going to, once the NFL figures him out. No. I mean, he figured out Kyler Murray, but they haven't figured out Action Jackson yet. What's your take on it, Devin? What do you got to say about Mr. Lamar? I got a few things to say. Uh, first, you're talking about the teams you beat. I just want to throw this in there. He couldn't beat my Raiders. Uh-oh, I, I, thought, I thought I smelled some hatred coming. I thought I smelled some hatred coming. No, 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 no. That's all I got because that's all you can do. I just <laughs> to throw my team winning against them. But, look, what Lamar's doing, tremendous. He's a top five player in the game for sure now. I mean, he's won the MVP, and now he's even better than what he was his MVP season. Uh, I mean, with the Bills falling off, uh, the only people I see in the MVP conversation with them is I have to put Tom Brady in there. It's because of his age. And always. The league. Tom Brady's always. And he, even when he retires, he'll still be considered for MVP. They need to ch- change the trophy name to Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, I'm or, with it. That, or the Super Bowl trophy. Either I'm or. with it. But uh, him or you could throw Stafford in there maybe, but Stafford ain't what Lamar's doing, you know, with the, all the running backs getting hurt, Marcus Peters getting hurt, leading him to all these wins, doing great. His passings became amazing. All of a sudden, he's, what, top five in passing this year with over 800 yards. <laughs> it really is. Leads the team in rushing. Uh, I mean, he the fastest on the team, arguably the fastest in the league besides, of course, like Tyreek and DK and all them. But, I mean, he's been tremendous this season, and you can't hate on him. He's a great person, you know, outside of the game itself. Uh, the only thing to get him to the very next level is his turnovers. I mean, he fumbles yeah. a lot still at times. He if does. If you can clean that up. And plus, he'll throw a couple interceptions here and there, but that's okay. At least he's throwing it more often. You right. Know? Uh, but if he can clean up the fumbles, that'll just take him to a whole different level. It definitely will. Pro- probably a top three player in the game with Mahomes, and I think Aaron Donald's number one. I've thought Aaron Donald's been number one for a while, but uh, he gets triple teamed, so you don't get to see his real numbers. But, yeah, Lamar, what he's doing is tremendous, and I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season he's MVP. The only thing Lamar could do – in my opinion, to take him any higher than he already is, is if he throws a completion to himself. That's it. I want him to throw it and catch it. Other than that, dude, he can't get any better. The man is amazing, dude. I want him to throw a touchdown pass to himself. And then, and then I don't know, maybe just throw it up real high in the air, just running there and, and making a jump ball, and he gets it. Dude, then I would be just – that would be the only thing that could take him to another level for me. But seriously uh, – He's doing it all. When you say he's leading the team in rushing your quarterback, what, what else are you, you know, people, you know, that, that don't want to give this man his props, what is it going to take? If he wins a Super Bowl, they'll still have something to say. Uh, it's just, there's always going to be people that just don't like you. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's because you're so great. I remember people who didn't like Michael Jordan couldn't stand his guts. There are people who don't like LeBron James. A man who has been a franchise player since the age of 18, millionaire. Give her Sean out of this. He's not here to defend himself. No, I, I'm gonna. I gotta get into <laughs> it. It's never as much as gotten a parking ticket. Married to his high school sweetheart, father to his children, building schools, and people hate his guts. Hate his guts for what? What did he do? Nothing. So Lamar Jackson, 
you got to understand that when, when you are that great, people are going to hate you. And I think he already gets it. He knows it. And you can tell it in his interviews. It doesn't bother him. It does not bother him one bit. We got a lot of matchups coming up this weekend. We got uh, our main man, uh, Teddy B, uh, facing off against, uh, no, we, I think we got Lamar going up against uh, Baker Mayfield, don't we? We got. Uh, no, no. Uh, no, yeah, I think you had it right the first time. Denver. It's, uh, Denver. Denver and Baker. That's just not. It's not Baker Mayfield. He's injured. I mean, the it's, it's, it's kind of sad, but I mean, Cleveland is like they're like nobody left. The number one running back is out. Baker Mayfield is out. They're, they're, they're down like two or three offensive linemen. I mean, they're limping into the Mount High City. Literally. I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that because I refuse to watch Cleveland. I'm sorry. So I, I would have never <laughs> known that. Uh, no, I, I hate to hear that because I I love to see Baker Mayfield play. Unlike. Uh, uh, his predecessor, uh, Johnny uh, Cocaine Manziel, who I used to like to see play just to see him lose. I like, I enjoy, dude, I like Baker Mayfield's commercials. I don't know. His commercials are hilarious. I like, I like Baker Mayfield as a person. He's funny. So I like watching him play. Uh, so I hate to hear that. But uh, so we got Denver going into Cleveland this weekend. General, what are you all thinking about that game? Who do you think comes She's out? She's going on right game? now tonight. Oh, that's, that's a Thursday, a Thursday night, night game. Thursday night game. Thursday that's a night Thursday game. night game. Yes, You know indeed. what, Ted... Teddy had a horrible week last week. I think through like two or three interceptions. Uh, I look for Teddy to kind of come back, especially with when with Cleveland being down. You, you can't you can't lose to him. I think my man, who's uh, on Facebook right now, chatting with us, my man Tony Young would agree with me. Teddy B, the Broncos for the win. What's your take, Devin? What do you think? Uh, take that game tonight. Uh, I definitely. I'll take the Broncos winning. Strictly because of the injuries. Case Keenum, look, he had the Minneapolis Miracle that one year where he was great with the Vikings, but I think it was the system, you know. He's been out too long. He ain't going to come in strong. He's not going to be super prepared. Uh, no Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, so it's going to be Dearness Johnson. Uh, hell, I don't even know much about him, really. So I think uh, even though with a hurt defense with a few people out from Denver, I think they're going to pull it off. Well, I'm going to take Denver regardless uh, just because of Teddy Bridgewater. You all know I don't really follow a lot of teams when it comes to the NFL. I mostly follow players. Uh, right now, I follow Action Jackson. Uh, I'm, I am a Ravens fan because he plays for that team. Uh, if he played for the Washington football team, I would be a Washington football team fan. So I'm pulling for uh, Teddy Bridgewater no matter what the situation is. I'm a huge Teddy Bridgewater fan, uh, and not, not just because he played at UofL, but I think he is a uh, – a uh, has, has has a genius level uh, football IQ, uh, so I, I I think that Denver will pull that game out tonight uh, without question, and I, I hope that Teddy is continues to be on the men's. I know he's had a few injuries this season himself, but I hope he continues to uh, improve on that aspect of it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Denver on that one as well. Uh, tonight we also have the uh, Milwaukee Bucks facing the Miami Heat tonight. Uh, I think Milwaukee is going to roll the Miami Heat tonight, personally. Uh, Milwaukee, really? Oh, man, I do. I do. Uh, Milwaukee is the truth. Uh, uh, taking back kind of what I said earlier, and, and, you know, I know it was a down season in the NBA last year, kind of, sort of. Uh, and Milwaukee did what they were supposed to do, but they did beat a tough Phoenix team in the finals, uh, regardless of, you know, who said what. Um, and that Milwaukee is already showing, you know, early in the season that they are still something, you know, to be messed with, man. Uh, Milwaukee came out strong on, uh, uh, you know, opening night. You know, they, they look good. I expect Milwaukee to roll the Miami Heat tonight. What's your take on it, Hayden? With you being down in you know Florida, what? down in Florida and Tallahassee, you going to pull from Miami just because you're down that way? Man, you know, I got some cousins right now who are diehard Miami everything fans. So they live in Miami. They've, they've been season ticket holders of the Dolphins since 1972. Bless their hearts. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, they've been uh, season ticket holders of the Heat since the team's been down there. It's not going to happen. Give me the Bucks. Um, there's too much firepower, especially early in the season. Just way too much firepower. Yeah, way too much firepower, man. Middleton, Yon, the, the Antetokounmpo brothers now on, on Milwaukee's team. His brother's on the team as well now. Devin, what's your take on tonight's uh, Miami and Milwaukee game? Another game pick where all three of us have the same. I got the Bucks. Just too much. Giannis is unstoppable. Uh, what's been scary is in the preseason and in the first game, I mean, he's hitting a couple pull-up jump shots. Uh, 
I mean, of course, he'll hit a three here and there at times during the season. But, I mean, his shot looks a lot better. They had like a side-by-side -side view with him and Middleton. You could definitely tell Middleton's helping him out shooting. So, right. I think the Bucks are for sure the, it's the easiest answer to pick because they just got the ring for last year, of course, and they won last year. But truly, they are the best overall team, I do believe. Just, I mean, I don't like the man, but picking up Grayson Allen is going to help him. I couldn't I stand, stand to see him on that court no. the other night. His face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand no. his but, face. But, but you know what? Uh, we have a, one of our listeners, our watchers right now, Tony Young, and he was like, you know, Giannis says, wills his team to win. And how can you not play hard? How can his teammates not play hard for a guy that plays that hard? And uh, he's, he's right. Mm -hmm. Hey, fellas, that's our call right there from the money train. We need to wrap it up. Uh, what are you taking, U of L, Boston College? I'm going to go with U of L. You know what? Give me uh, U of L by ten. I think they write the ship. But before we go any further, I just want to uh, give a big shout out to our new patron, Harold Kelker, and uh, his daughter Ayana Kelker is uh, just got a scholarship offer. She's like the sixth leading scorer in Florida's history in women's basketball. She's going to Pensacola State. So big shout out to Ayana Kelker, Devin. Who you got? U of L Boston College, baby. You're going to like this one. I got Louisville by two touchdowns or more. We'll I take it. We will definitely take it. We'll definitely take it. Folks, we're glad that you joined us here tonight. Catch us here every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on the Plug Network, Main Event Sports. Stay plugged in. We'll see you next week. I'm Hagen Harrington, host of Main Event Sports Show. Catch us every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, here on the Plug Network online. Stay plugged in.